step up on the wobble board and make this shot after you just ran or drug a dummy that's 175 pounds. I love that. Hey everybody, welcome to Whiskey, Lead and Steel, Feeling Shirt While You Wait, the official podcast of Aggressive Defensive Solutions. I'm Rick Sutton and joining me today is Catherine Perez from Peacock and Dahlia Interiors. Interiors.com. Um, we'll have a link to that on the uh, on the page here, so check that out. Um, Catherine is a shooting student of ours and uh, a friend of the organization, a friend of mine, and uh, I wanted to talk to her and get some information out there um, about, as you'll find out. So Catherine, um, you've been shooting with us for, what, about two years now? Oh, closer to three. Closer to three, yeah, okay. Because you, because Juan came out and start. was it Juan first or was it you first? I think I was first. <laughs> yeah, uh, so so Catherine came out and shot with us because we met through the W, did we meet through W3? W3. We met through the W3 and then of course that brought Juan out because, you know, Juan can't have his, his lovely wife coming out and slinging lead while he's staying at home playing Call of Duty. Right, Juan? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... Um, let's let's just dive right into it so what got you into shooting in the first place what was the whole what was the whole impetus there um so it was kind of a lot of uncertain times and i needed another hobby i like um i like collecting hobbies i can't do just one thing um and it was you know it was kind of a little bit uncertain at the time and so i i was like oh what the heck let me go to the go down to freedom and you know, look for a pistol, look for my first pistol. How are we going to get started? I've gone to several meetings and I'm like, okay, I think I have a good idea of what I'm looking for. And so, so now were you looking at this from like a defensive standpoint or were you looking at this as this is just something I want to pick up doing like, you know, like long distance cycling? So it began as, um, more of like, okay, let me check this out. Um, I'd done it years prior and then kind of just dropped it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it, it morphed into, okay, let me think about this in a defensive standpoint. Okay. All right, cool. So you, you linked up with the W3 crowd. That's women with weapons shooting club out of uh, freedom shooting center in Virginia beach, Virginia. We've talked about them on the, on the podcast lots of times. Um, so you joined up with them and started taking training with them. Yeah. Right. Um, and so then had had we come in and done a talk is that how you found out about us or did we run a, a training session or something um i think there was a training session but someone had said hey if you're looking for more extensive training get in touch with rick sutton and i'm like okay who's this person um so then you know i reached out and here we are cool cool so uh first gun that you bought what, what was that it was a smith and lesson nine millimeter um not an easy, but a. Um, so it was the MMP shield. Yeah, the MMP. Yeah, good little gun. Good little gun. I'm, yeah. I'm a Smith fan. So, got that. You started coming out and doing some training with us. Did the. So uh, I'll ask this: Do you have a concealed weapons permit? I do. You do. Okay. Um, and do you carry? I do. Often. Outstanding. Outstanding. So. Why? Why do you carry a gun? Um, because. I have a family. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always trying to, you know, there's, it's like a can of worms. I opened it and once my eyes were open to everything else, it was like, okay, I started down this journey of, all right, I want to protect myself. I want to protect my kids, my family. And 
then I started to discover all the intricacies that go into that. And it's been fun. So what were, so what were some of the, so, so did deciding to carry a gun or, or train with a gun or carry a gun, did that, you know, change anything in your life? Absolutely. All right. So, Absolutely. so what are, what are some of the things that it changed, if any? So there was a lot of uh, self-discovery. I had to think about a lot of things from an emotional standpoint, from a psychological standpoint. What am I willing to uh, withstand? You know, what's my line in the sand if someone were to come out as a threat or, um, you know, what, where's my line, mm -hmm. you know, so to speak. Okay, cool. So carrying a weapon has, other than the self-discovery aspect of it, has it made any other, are there any other changes to how you go about your life that you've noticed? I have a lot more confidence and assertiveness. Um, it's certainly, I have a lot more drive. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it's given me this kind of like, um, it's given me a different level of confidence that I didn't have before I got into guns, before I get into carrying and focusing and doing focus training. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so what's, what, what have you noticed or what do you like most about the aspect of, from the training standpoint of it? What's, what's the biggest takeaway that you come, come away with? Without a doubt, the, the stress inoculation, the real world examples and the exposure that really causes you to think about, um, you know, everyday interactions in a different light, being more aware of your surroundings. Um, it's like situational awareness on steroids because you're aware of, okay, this thing could happen, but then you're also thinking about other three different scenarios in the background while also being aware. Um, and it's really opened my eyes. Cool. So how does that, so does that make you, do you think, um, less susceptible to, to getting stressed out about stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so it gives you kind of thing of, you know, all right, well, yeah, the dishwasher's broke, but you know, nobody's shooting at us, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, whatever this problem was that I, you know, two years ago would have freaked me out, you know, well, at the end of, at the end of this, we'll, we'll get through this. And at the end of this, you know, nobody's going to, nobody's going to be crippled or dead or going to jail. Yeah. That's one of the things that, um, from a training standpoint, from an educational standpoint, it's one of the things that uh, I try to push to folks. And it, it really does become a mindset thing, I think. But people so often, and I used to run into this as a police officer all the time, people would be freaked out. I'd be at a car accident, right? Single car accident, somebody put their car in a ditch, you know, and it's a, it's a car that you can go buy another one just like it tomorrow morning, right? Yeah. And you get there and the people are, oh, I'm stressed out. Oh, my car, my car. And I go, what are you stressed out about? What do you mean? What am I? My car's in a ditch. And I go, Okay, well, it's a single car accident, so I'm not writing you a ticket. So you're not going to get a ticket. Um, it's a single car accident. You don't have to pay for anybody else's medical bills. You're not hurt. You don't have any medical bills. Nobody's bleeding. We're not taking fire. And it's a night. It's just a 2017 Chevy, whatever. You can buy another one just like it tomorrow. It's not like it's a you know a '59 Corvette. Yeah. And like, how did? How do you manage to look at it that way? And I go, well, 
because I do legitimately dangerous shit for a living. <laughs> you know, I, 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 at that time, I was I was still a, an active police officer. I'm like, I, I do things at work that you get killed. <laughs> so, you know, okay, well, my, you know, I go to the restaurant and my, my steak was a little overdone. It's not that big a deal. It really becomes a matter of prioritization. And, and I think, you know, as you said, once you open your eyes to what is really out there, then your priorities of what is a big deal really change, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I, I, so I wholeheartedly get that. I think it's interesting that, um, that you developed a little more self-confidence as you started shooting. And if we can, if you understand why, if, it, if you've never thought about it, what do you think it is about training with a firearm that boosted your self-confidence? You know, I haven't really thought about it that much. It's just kind of like been a, a product of it. And then out of that, I'm like, oh, you know what? What if I, you know, do this and I'm a bit more physically fit? I'm like, okay, let me try that. Next thing I know, I'm doing, I'm figuring out different uh, routines to do at home and, and working out. And my fitness hasn't improved my stamina has improved everything else and it's kind of it's like peeling back the layers of an onion like you you get to the center and you're like wow look at that and you see how far you've come um and it's been really awesome yeah really to see i mean it's like a journey of like self-discovery and it's just like continuous you know you find it's like a river and you find all these different little tributaries off of it and well, I, I've noticed the difference in you since we started, since we started working together, you know, um, you know, over this, over this amount of time, um, the conversations have gotten more lengthy, mm -hmm. more in depth, more pointed, more focused. Um, and quite honestly, the interaction between you and I during training sessions has gotten more two-sided. You know, when, when you first came out, um, you, you, you didn't appear to want to ask a bunch of questions. You wanted to hear what I had to say, do what I asked you to do, and then get comfortable, you know, get comfortable and comfortable, which, is, which at the beginning, realistically, that's where you need to be. Yeah. Um, if you're taking a 100 level philosophy class, you really shouldn't be arguing with the professor about whether or not, you know, Nietzsche was onto something. Um, but as you, as you grow, and I, I, I find, and I, I find this with you, and I found this with several, several of my students over the, over the decades at this stage of the game, is that the growth becomes geometric, right? So, so you came out and you started shooting with me, um, and you were looking at the defensive aspect of it, and we were, we were really focused on defensive shooting and making you a good defensive gun carry person. And then somewhere along in there, you seem to have gotten bit by the competition. <laughs> sure did. Right. Yeah. So, so tell me what that's telling what the, the journey from just carrying a gun for defensive purposes, because as we talk about this, you know, you have the defensive carry world, which is a, is the saltwater aspect. And then you have the, you know, uh, competition world, which is all freshwater. And then I have a lot of folks, you among them who are kind of swimming around in brackish water. Um, why do you, why do you compete? What is the drive for you to come out and shoot in competitions? It's fun. Yeah. Um, there's the exposure. There's a lot more eyeballs to see what you're doing, mm -hmm. um, and where uh, you can make improvements. 
it's a great uh, way to practice the fundamentals. And fundamentals are where it's at, right? To build, really increase your understanding and to challenge yourself. I mean, where else can you go? Can you go to the range and stand on the hounds beam or <laughs> step up on the wobble board and, you know, make this shot after you just ran or drug a dummy that's 175 pounds? I mean, I love that. Yeah. You know, I finished that up and I've got a shit eating grin on my face. I mean, I, I really enjoy it. Cool. So, so then do you suppose that's where all the interplay? So it be, does it become one of those things where you go, well, I'm shooting well and I like to shoot well, but now I want to, I realize that if I, if I get a little more physically fit, I'll shoot better. So now I shoot better. So now I want to get a little more physical. Now I go and I shoot in a competition. I go, okay. Well, if I were a little more physically fit, I'd run the competition better. So then you push yourself from the physical fitness standpoint of it. Then you get better at that. And then you go, oh, well, you know, I, I, I used to be able to do it at this amount of time. Now I want, now that I know I can do it, I want to do it in less time. I want to shoot more accurately. And then it just becomes this whole, I have found it. This is, this is what it's done for me. And I've heard this and tell me if you think this is what's happening with you is, is like you said, you peel back the onion, you go, okay, well, I can do this. Well, to do this better, I need to do this. Well, now that I'm doing this really well, I'm doing this really well. But if I did this other thing over here, that would tie in. Does it, does uh -huh. it kind of become a it big spider just, web? Yeah, it all just finds a way to like intersect and interconnect. And, yeah. and then I would imagine that um, being able to, you know, when the buzzer goes off and the stress monster is supposed to take a bite out of you, right? You get that adrenaline dump and then you run over and you, you shoot some rounds and then you grab the dummy and you drag the dummy 10 yards and then you shoot some rounds and you've made solid hits and you've made good decision making. I would imagine that when that's over and done with, in addition to the enjoyment of that, you go, oh, well now I know, now I have some confidence that if things went to shit on the street, I'd probably be able to handle myself and I'd probably be able to equip myself well and that leads to confidence. Confidence then leads to competence and it leads to, you know, the, the ability of, okay, here we go. Because as an example, and you, had, you and I had talked about this previously. So when you started shooting with me, what were you doing for a living? Um, so when we started, I had, I was pretty fresh. I had just started my business. Um, the tail end of 2019, I made it official. Um, and 2020 came along and as the confidence crept up, I saw a huge jump in my business and the revenue I was bringing in for my business as a result of that confidence, as a direct result. I'm like, okay, I'm in this space. This is what I'm doing. This is what I love to do. And it, it just bloomed. It just continued to bloom. Yeah. So, so did you get kind of get the, the thing of, well, I, I'm pretty sure I'm good at this and I'm pretty sure I can do this. So I'm going to, I'm going to go out on my own. And then you start shooting and realizing, oh, I, I can do all of this. And this is something that not everybody else can do. So if I can do this, this over here that I know I'm good at, that's, that's a breeze. Yeah. And so it just, it kind of feeds in on itself. And then the next thing, you know, you, you find yourself going, yeah, I'll, I can take that chance. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I can, I can, I can go over and walk into somebody's million-dollar home and go, 
yeah, these are the things that you need to do to make this better. Yeah. You know, as opposed to maybe 2019 before you started shooting, maybe, maybe you're like, oh, I'm, okay. that's, that's a lot of money. That's a big house. I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I would, you know, you know, initially it's like, oh, okay. Even if I'm walking in, I'm like kind of freaked out. I'm more level headed and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a little bit here and this is why I'm feeling this way, but we totally got this. And that's the thing that it like tipped the scale and now it's it's gravy that's awesome it's gravy <laughs> that's awesome that's fantastic cool well i absolutely appreciate you coming out and sharing your story with us is there uh well I, so what do you like best I'll, I'll ask these because I, I think these are interesting questions what do you like best about being involved in the the shooting community and what do you like least shooting community there's so many different kind of avenues and directions you can go with um i enjoy the training aspect i enjoy the the camaraderie often with many of the community like when we come out to the matches like you know it's all hugs and stuff and we're you know helping each other out we're watching each other we're you know encouraging everybody and it's it's just such a great environment and it's not something you find everywhere mm -hmm. and it's just a little bit different yeah and it's almost kind of like like family in a way. Yeah, I can see that. I, 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 that's how I feel about it. I'm, I'm pretty proud of I'm pretty proud of the Second Saturday community that we've built over the last 15 years. Exactly for that reason. What uh, What do you think are the negative aspects? What do, What do you dislike, or or what do you think you'd like to see changed in the in the shooting community in general? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, no ideas. I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know. Oh. I think there are some, you know, some aspects out there that could be like kind of polarizing. Some people might be like, oh, you can better just, oh, I don't want people to be freaked out. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's great for like increasing awareness of, hey, this is what's out here. Here's what we're doing. And this is the good we're trying to do here. Cool. Um, Outstanding. Any other thoughts, comments? Anything you want to throw out there? <laughs> All right. Well, Briefly then, let's look at the camera. Tell everybody what Peacock and Dahlia does and uh, tell them where they can find you. Uh, so Peacock and Dahlia, we focus on creating timeless and nurturing living spaces, whether we're working on one room or your entire home or we're working on doing a VIP design day where we can focus on a specific punch list of things that you want to work on. Um, or we're working together in a full service aspect where we're handling everything soup to nuts in your home. Uh, whether we're doing flooring, paint, furnishings, everything, whether you're undergoing a, a renovation or it's time for a facelift. Um, we really enjoy working with clients that are looking for a timeless aspect that is, you know, really soulful and there's that something special. It's not cookie cutter. It's always well thought out and for me when i work in a space it's very meditative um and there's a healing aspect there as well which you know it's an undercurrent that is it's not always easy to um to kind of bring out in words but it's always felt and that's what i'm after in every space that i work in um, and you can find us at 
Peacock and Dahlia on Instagram or uh, peacockanddahlia.com. Outstanding. Well, thanks a bunch. Thanks for coming out and spending your time with us and uh, and, and, spending, and sharing your, your experience with us. We really appreciate it. Look forward to having you back out again. We'll probably bring you out and talk more about shooting or something, the other stuff that you like to do, competitions, because you're constantly at the competitions. Yeah. So that's it for today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. hope you found it uh, educational, insightful, and uh, entertaining. I don't think we hurt anybody's feelings today. <laughs> um, Maybe Juan's. Yeah, Juan's. Aw, Juan. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. We'll, we'll, you know what? We'll bring you some hot sauce. Because <laughs> Juan likes hot extra sauce. Extra Cholula. That's it, extra yes. Cholula. All right. Well, thanks a bunch, everybody. You guys be safe out there, and we'll see you next time. Be safe. So you came out and you started shooting with me, um, and you were looking at the defensive aspect of it, and we were, we were really focused on defensive shooting and making you a good defensive gun carry person. And then somewhere along in there, you seem to have gotten bit by the competition. <laughs> sure did.